Alright guys, welcome to episode 25 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And today we're going to talk about what we've been watching, as usual. Um, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving and the lack of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, representation on film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and talk about uh, one revelation... Uh, innovative idea for media that has already shit the bed. Um, yep. But first, Let's start with what we've been watching. So, I, I believe, I can't remember if this was before we recorded or mm-hmm. if it was, um, we mentioned it last time, but I think you said you were watching the House on Bly Manor, something yeah. like that? Yes, yeah, yeah. So, I finished up um, The uh, Hunting of Bly Manor, which is the sequel to, well, not the sequel per se, but it's um, the next series, I guess you could say. Spiritual successor. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, for uh, The Haunting of Hill House, which came out two years ago. Um, and this one is also directed by the same guy, uh, Mike Flanagan, written... Uh, I think he wrote... He's the showrunner, but I'm sure he wrote most of them. I actually don't know exactly how many he wrote, but it's it's the same. Nine episodes. Okay. Um, and then uh, this one uh, takes place in England, and it also takes place in the 80s. And so it is a little different than the last one, but it's similar in that it follows that uh, American Horror Story format of having the same actors, but just have different playing them have them playing different characters um there are new actors of course just like with that series and not everybody has a role from the previous one but it is nice to be like oh look there's that one from the previous um series and um how do you feel about that tactic like do you have any like thoughts about it like to me it always felt like because i didn't watch a whole lot of american horror story i watched maybe the first season and then Mm -hmm. i think i started the second and was like not really into it so just kind of bailed but I know they continuously use the same actors. And it's like, I don't know if it's just, I wonder what's the reason for it. Because like I know a lot of, it seems like a lot of people that watch it use the same actors to like tie, try and tie together mm-hmm. like like the seasons that are like, like they're doing all this extra legwork to like, you know, make it all match up with like, it's not the same person, but maybe it's this kid's great grandchild you know what yeah. I mean? and like it's like i wonder if they do that on purpose because they're like no nah, people just keep talking about it in the background even though none of it fucking connects you yes know I mean? yes like um yeah uh well <clears throat> when they try to force it um yeah i'm just like but, but but when it's like um like when they try to f- i don't mind it i didn't watch any of the american horror story series um so I, I personally don't have like a big strong opinion on it. I like right. it in this in these two series just because it's sort of the actors were pretty good in the roles, right? Like I, I don't right. I didn't mind it. I wasn't like oh wow she sucks or like wow this guy's amazing. It was like wow this guy's a pretty good actor. I'm glad he's back in it, um, especially a few select ones. Um, but I personally didn't don't find it distracting. Um, other than like the novelty of like oh look it's that lady from the previous one that kind right. of thing. Um, 
but uh, I was thinking when you were talking about like, oh, it's this person's great great grandfather stuff. I always think about Tarantino because he does that shit, but he does it much more subtly. Oh like, yeah. Like he'll be like, this guy's name, you know, he's W. He's his name is W. M. Kuntz in fucking Django, and then that's the name of the character in Pulp Fiction, or like one of the characters in Pulp Fiction. It's like his great 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 grandfather, whatever. Yeah, and I I love reading about it in Tarantino stuff because mm-hmm. it's all like. I don't know. Tarantino's probably my favorite director. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I would say I know his catalog more than I know any other director's catalog, which mm-hmm. isn't saying a whole lot. Um, but like, some of it is like so abstract. Like, I've mentioned this before on this podcast, where it's like, I really wish when things like this would happen. Like, if when it's all said and done, like if Tarantino would just be like. Yes, this reading is a thing I thought about. Even if you didn't like map it out like to its fullest potential, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Just be like, it's something that I vaguely had in the back of my mind while I was doing this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like maybe he just used W. M. Koontz because like it was just a fake name he came up with once and it sounded good, so he just rolled with it again. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. But like, I remember reading that like uh, the reason why. Like, all the films, uh, Tarantino's films, like, everything's so violent is because, like, it's an extension of the the culture at that time. And, like, for example, Kill Bill's, like, the most extremely violent version of all of it. Mm-hmm. And I've read that, like, some people think Kill Bill is a movie within Tarantino's universe because it's, like, it's Tarantino's violence dialed up, like, yeah. times a thousand. Mm-hmm. And, and then, like, there's all this, re- you know, re- stuff that's revolving around the film, which is that, like the death of Hitler, right? Or, like, Hitler's soldiers is, like, in a movie theater. It's, like, there's all this, like, intertwining of, like, movies and violence, like, in Mm -hmm. the actual world of his films. And Mm -hmm. and all that sounds super cool, but, like, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I'm like, is that really, like, was he going for that? (laughs) Or is that just something someone picked up and was like, oh, no, it's clearly here. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting, interesting. I hadn't heard that one about Kill Bill. Like, I always had had heard that, you know, it's, you know, one's... The first one's the east, and the next one's the west. That's why it's a lot slower and, and a lot different. I was, oh, okay. I was talking. Yeah, I hadn't to, heard that. Yeah, yeah, because you know the first one moves so fast, and it's you know it's it's the it's got much more like, um, well, like, you know they go to Japan, right? But it's like right. the blood splurts, and, and it's much more like hyper stylized in its action. And then the second mm-hmm. one's a lot slower. They're in the desert. It's like more of a western than the first part. Yeah. Um, but uh, and I was talking to a friend uh, yesterday just about that about how. Um, they're so different that I've seen the first one dozens of times, but I've only seen the second part like maybe once or twice. Right. And it's like, I don't, I mean, I don't make a conscious effort not to watch it. It's just like one of those things. It's like, you don't find yourself the opportunity. And I think that's part of it. I mean, even if you don't think about it consciously, subconsciously, your mind just kind of picks it for you. If you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but anyway, oh yeah, but, uh, black, back to black manner. Um, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It started off a little slow. And I had heard people say that it's not as scary as the first part, which it isn't. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a different type of story altogether. And so when I was first watching it, the first few episodes, I was kind of like, not, I don't want to say not fully invested. Like I was watching it, but I was like, well, it's not as scary, so it's not going to be as good. Uh, but then the back half is excellent. Um, and I would say it's almost, um, I, I probably prefer it to the first one. Um, okay. I know some people probably won't just because they're expecting more of a conventional horror movie, you know, like with jump scares and and uh scary ghosts and stuff and and that's what the first one has a lot more of or it's more like traditional like what was that 
Was there a sound? Oh my gosh, that kind of thing. Right. Um, and then this one's much more uh, like a just story that happens to have ghosts. Um, right. Yeah. And then uh, some episodes actually gave me a good uh, uh, feeling uh, or um, reminded me of the movie Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, especially with how it works with memory. Because there's one episode, I think one or two, where people are inside of memories, uh, but they know that they know that they're inside of memories, and they know that they can't change anything. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, it's so I, I would be interested to see if they were influenced by that movie at all, because it, they work very similarly. Well, you know, a memory is ending, or they're going through it, and they'll be like, "Wow, you know, this is when this happened," and they'll, they're pretty much talking to themselves because it is the memory. They're like, "Well," right. but it's another character. And they'll think, oh, you know, this is when I thought about telling you this or that. I should have done it. And it's like, well, you know, we can't really do that right now. And so I really like that. It reminded me of that. It also reminded me of the uh, the David Lowry movie, A Ghost Story, uh, from okay. a couple years ago. Um, that one had uh, Casey Affleck and who was the other person? Um, oh, my gosh. Um, Rooney Mara. And that one um, is a little weird. It's a little bit unconventional it's like it's like the art house movie but it's like a, a casey affleck dies in a crash mm-hmm. but he comes back as a ghost like immediately but he's like a ghost in like a white sheet okay. and so the whole movie it's like <laughs> him in a white sheet walking around but it's it sort of he's just kind of like you know he she uh he can't see his girlfriend now and she he has to see her you know get sad and then time passes and he's still a ghost and you know without him really really realizing it he sort of goes through time and loses himself and there's some of that in that and in, in this and i think that's why i really liked it i didn't like the movie as much um mostly because when he becomes a ghost he's in that white sheet so you can't really feel what he's feeling i mean you get the sense of loneliness and right. um um like uh, melancholia that that he feels but not like the emotional punch that this show gives you because you, you know the characters are actually being like well i'm stuck in this world like what is going on um right. Yeah. So by the time people are hearing this, you know, Halloween will be over. But I think this one is much less of a Halloween being like a Halloween story that you have to be like, we got to watch it, you know, before Halloween to get into the mood. And it's much more of just like a normal story that happens to have like, you know, a lady in the lake and some ghosts and shit um, compared to the previous one. So if you're watching, if you're listening to this and you're like, damn, I missed my time to watch it. I'll I'll watch it next Halloween. Um, I definitely say give it a chance now because I think it, it fits it's much more of a year-round story um, in terms of what it deals with and, and its themes and, and what happens to the characters than the other one, than The Haunting of Hill House. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's just further proof that um, Mike Flanagan is, is sort of the best the best uh, creator in, in horror right now. Because um, I, I don't think... I can't remember the last thing that he did that I was kind of like, wow, that was bad. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot of what he's done. I'm mm. really bad with like director names, but um, I've heard good things about both of those. So mm-hmm. um, I would imagine, obviously, he's doing pretty well. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I've it's got, excellent. I've got two things I want to touch on. One mm-hmm. is directly related, one's extremely tangential. So we're going to go to the, the directly related one first, which yeah. is that like you were talking about how it's not a traditional scary show, like mm-hmm. horror show or whatever. It doesn't yes. have like jump scares. And I feel like... I hate jump scares more than anything else, like, in film, period. Like, it, it, I hate it because it's so blatantly obvious, mm-hmm. right? And, like, it's not, I don't know that it's definitely, like, supposed to be hidden. I feel like when it's done well, 
you're not thinking about it. But, like, there are so many bad movies with jump scares where, like, they slowly walk up to a closet and you're like, okay. Like, like, and what makes me so mad is that I'll know it's going to be a jump scare. And just through sheer, like, visual and, like, audio cue of just, like, extremely loud, extremely fast movement, I still get jump scared because I'm an idiot. And I immediately am so mad because I'm like, this... I fucking hate you. You did this so poorly, and it shouldn't have worked. And I, it still fucking pissed me off because, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. like, it's like if someone was standing in front of you with a set of like giant symbols, mm-hmm. and you knew he was just gonna crash them together. When he crashes them together, you're still gonna like flinch just because it's so loud. And every yes. time, I'm just furious about it. <laughs> I, I feel like the best jump scares in movies are in movies where. They tease you with enough jump scares that don't happen. Like like someone goes to a closet and then they like you're like, Oh, here it comes and it's just like nothing. And you're like, yes. Okay. And then they do that like two more times, but then they hit you with a big one that's less obvious. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I'm not mad at this movie. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I mean the best ones I think like the one that always comes to mind that does them well are probably like the conjuring. Um, right. The and... Conjuring was one of the most unsettling movies. Like the first one that came out was just wildly unsettling the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, yes. there weren't a whole lot of jump scares. There were some, and they were good. But that like made it so like I was so just tense and uneasy watching that whole movie. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that one, yeah, yeah. That's how I felt too. Like when the hands came out to clap and and a bunch of little things like that. But they're done well. Or when the um. When the mom's putting up like a blanket on the right. thing and it like snaps and there's like a, a it forms like a uh, the shape of a character and you're like oh shit, so that one was creepy. Um, Hereditary, which I haven't you know, seen that. I actually have that. I'm watching that next weekend. I told my wife I, I can't remember what happened. I think I saw it mentioned and knew that was one I wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. And like I looked up like ways to watch it and it looks like. There's a couple different places. It's like three ninety nine to rent it. And I told yes. my wife, I was like, I'm going to, we're going to rent that and watch that next weekend. Oh yeah, so, yeah. it's so excellent. That's on the list. So don't mm-hmm. don't spoil anything on that one. Yeah, yeah, I won't. Yeah, yeah, but it, um, but it has some great scares because, like, something will happen where somebody will just turn off a light, and the camera will pan will like be on the person who turns off the light, and then they'll look at something and be like, what is that? And then the camera cuts to what they're looking at. But it's just you have to find what they're looking at in the frame. And you right. know, when you see it, you're like, oh. But it's not like, uh, you know, she turns off the light, cocks her head, and then there's like a demon in her face. And it goes, <laughs> you know. So it's, yeah, like a, exactly. it's much more subtle. It's much more sophisticated. But it is still technically what you would say a jump scare because it's like a quick cut. And then you have, you know, once you see it, you go, oh. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like Exactly. But it's not that cheap shit where like the cat falls on the piano and, you know. Exactly. Fuck out of here, bro. Or like the uh, the old videos that were super popular, where it's just like a car driving down a road. Oh yeah, the commercial. Like, yeah, <laughs> the fucking time. everybody knows that one. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. So there, that is that. The tangentially related point was about what was the name uh, name of the movie with Casey Affleck? Uh, a ghost story. Okay, and you said it had Rooney Mara. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. She plays the girlfriend. Yep. All right. So that's an actress. Is she? She might have been part of what might have absolutely ruined the tv show for me mm-hmm. if it's who i'm thinking of was mm-hmm. she in house of cards no but that's her sister that's kate mara okay okay mm-hmm. 
right, Kate Morris single-handedly ruined the show for me. It, well, it, it wasn't Which her. One? It it wasn't. It was House of Cards. It wasn't oh. her. It was like she was involved just because she was playing the character. But like spoilers, I guess for House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I I've never been immediately turned off from a show. Right, I'm super into the first season. Mm-hmm. Frank Underwood shoves her in front of a train, bro, and I was like, I'm good on this now. <laughs> yes, that's how I felt, too. Like he's, he's out here committing murders. Straight up murder. He's like, aren't you the president? Like, Can't you get, like, your henchmen to do it? In person. Yeah, yeah. exactly, bro. And I, I, said, I said Frank Underwood specifically because I don't know what happened to Kevin Spacey, but that man has turned into Frank Underwood. Every video he's made since that show has come off, since he ended up in controversy, he's, like, still doing his Frank Underwood impression. And he releases like, them, like, on Christmas Day, and we're like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck are you doing? Yeah, so... Yeah, that, Kevin Spacey died tragically in a hang glass. And that, yeah, and just, they just and Frank dying. Underwood just took his spot. Exactly. <laughs> and Frank the Underwood thing is, climbed dude, out of the fucking TV like, uh, <laughs> like the girl in what, The Ring or whatever? The Ring, yeah. <laughs> and Frank Underwood crawled out the TV, and he's like, this is who I am now. And, uh, and that's how just... I felt, too, about about the show. I think, so, you know, they kill Pete Russo at the beginning, right? In the first At the end of the first season, right? Right. So they kill him and I and they kill him and then they kill her pretty much over the course of two two or three episodes over two seasons. And after that I was like, that's my whole interest. Like they're the buck they, they were like in terms of people who are most like humans, who I can be like, I'm watching this show for humans, it was Pete Russo, the congressman, mm-hmm. and her and then everybody else, and it's like, okay, cool, like, yo, what's his name? Um Marshall Ali. I forget what his who he played. Yeah, the he's like the um like Rooney. the right hand man. I don't know like, like I forget his name. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Him and Michael Kelly, the the other bald guy, like, I'm just like, okay, cool, you guys are really fucking cool and, like, cold, but it's like, I'm not going to watch a show where everybody's just, like, cool and cold all the fucking time, you know? So I I pretty much give up through, like, I I gave up a little bit after you did. I think it was, like, halfway through season three, but I was just like, fuck, this is just bleak and boring. For, For me, it had nothing to even do, like, it wasn't the characters that died for me. It was just like... Your whole thing to me, like, the whole appeal of House of Cards was that it's obviously dramatized, but, like, it, it was, like, a political, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, making backhanded, underhanded moves politically. You know what I mean? It was, like, it was like watching chess. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To me. Like, extremely dramatized chess. But chess nonetheless. But then uh, Frank Underwood fucking kicks all the pieces off the board and flips the table when he shoves a person in front of a train. Like, in a train station himself. I was, like, pack. Uh, what's, and he's- and he's over there in like a hoodie, and he's yeah, like, "Hey, exactly. girl, come here, over here, this way, where there's construction." She's like, "What are you doing, Frank? There's construction over there." <laughs> and like, then he just, like, <laughs> and then he's like, "Bam!" And I was like, "Oh, I okay. conveniently timed this train to arrive." Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it would have been great if the fucking train was just behind schedule, bro. And she's just like, so "What the much- fuck, Frank? Help me out!" And, and he's just like trying to stall. He just keeps looking at his watch. Like, Help, the like president's leaning, trying to kill me. <laughs> he leans forward, looks down the fucking subway, like, God, like looking for headlights. It's like, this motherfucker could come Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, that show is terrible. I recognized the name Mara, and I was like, I don't think it's Rooney Mara, but I can't think of anybody else. Okay, so yeah. it's her sister. Yes, and they're actually the... They're part of the Mara family that owns the Giants and the Rooney family that owns Wait, the Steelers. Mm-hmm. What? Yep. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that family's got fucking money. Is what you're yeah. T- so, yeah, so Rooney Mara is literally the two families that own the Steelers and the Giants. Jesus Christ. All right, well, 
just if she never got an acting job again, she'd be fine. <laughs> she'd be fucking sick. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so her mother's family founded the Pittsburgh Steelers, and her father's family founded the New York Giants. Nice. Her father, Timothy Mara, is the senior vice president of player personnel for the Giants. And, yeah, so that's how the two names, Rooney and Mara. All right, then. <laughs> Fuck. All right. <laughs> oh, God, Jesus. All right. So that's what you've been watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have watched more Avatar The Last Airbender. And I will say I binged the shit out of it, like, in the past two days. And I think I'm halfway through the last season now. Um, spoilers as usual. Uh, Eros fucking jacked. He's fucking cock diesel. Um, he was out there just graveling, like fucking groveling for rice. And the man steps outside. He's like, okay, chin ups, fucking ho- feet hooked on the cell, doing fucking pull ups, bro. <laughs> fucking ripped. And so, I like that. I like I like his his arc in this season. Um, he does. It feels like he's when I was watching it. It felt like he didn't. His role was cut back a little bit. Yeah. Um. But that, I mean, yes. But other than that, I was like, yes, fuck yeah, Eero. But other than that, you know, I always wanted more Eero, so. Yeah, I, I hope he comes back and still plays an important part. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's weird for him to just get thrown in prison and then get jacked and then just disappear. Like, right, Because right. there, there was a prison break and he's gone. And fucking Kazuko's looking for him. And the guy's like, it's like a one-man army came through here. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean he is in it, but I'm saying like you know because it in the first two seasons it's like you know the the three kids you know uh, Aang and everybody on one you know that, that that's like storyline A and then storyline B was always him and Zuko, right? And they would always, always go like sort of weave back and forth, and he's probably like not as high as that in this season. He's he he does come back, but he's not as like you know A and B type thing, right? And I wonder if like. It sucks, but I feel like maybe I should have seen it coming. Because realistically, if I go back to the first two seasons, like his whole purpose was kind of to be like Zuko's moral compass. Yes. You know what I mean? Or at least try to be. You know, because yes. like the, the whole time Zuko's like super angry. He's like, you need to like calm down and just think about it. And he's like, I need my honor. He's like, I don't know if you're going to get it back when you show up. Like mm-hmm. all that. So um, I did get to hear, uh, I've heard the Fire Lord uh, Ozai? Is that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard it, and immediately, like, I was like, oh, that's him. He did, like, one laugh in one of Aang's dreams, and I was like, oh, that's definitely him. <laughs> <laughs> he basically did the Joker laugh. Um, but, yeah, so I've been watching a lot of Avatar. Um, hopefully, I'll finish up with that next weekend. I'm going to be watching Hereditary. Um, so, that, that's all I have my schedule as far as watching. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely let me know when you watch Hereditary. Um, so the the director, um, Sean Astor. I always get him mixed up with the guy who did The Lighthouse and The Witch. But I like hit, I like this guy's movies better. Sean Astor, his movies okay. better. And so he made uh, Hereditary and Midsummer. Okay, um, I, those, those two, I get... I know they're nothing alike, but for some reason they are, like, together in my head. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Like I, having never seen either of them, mm-hmm. like when I think of like horror, like horror movies, for some reason, like I always think of those like back to back. Yeah, Look and at I mean, Hereditary and Midsummer. I didn't even know they were made by the same guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're both excellent. And and I feel like um, it's sort of the same uh, 
Hill House Bly Manor split with these, mm -hmm. where Hereditary is much more, more like a yeah more traditional horror, and Midsummer's not really. I mean, it is scary and it is freaky, and there are like weird shit goes down. Um, but it's it's like a weird shit, weird crazy movie that happens to have weird shit in it more than like a horror movie like the other one. Although unlike with Bly Manor and Hill House, I do prefer Hereditary um, more. I haven't watched either one more than once, but mm -hmm. I I do. Um, they both made an impression on me where like I can think about scenes and stuff without having seen it twice just because they stuck. Mm -hmm. I think the opposite of that. If I'm thinking off the top of my head. Like, um, if you had to rate the two big uh, Jordan Peele movies, um, Get Out and Us, mm -hmm. I feel like it's flipped. I feel like Get Out is less traditional. Like, it's a lot of, like, weird shit and, and like, eerie feelings. Yeah. But I feel like Us is definitely more of, like, a horror movie. You know yeah. What I mean? like, mm -hmm. Especially um, when, that like, the family comes in and, like, early on and she sees, like, the opening scene with the kid in the funhouse mirror thing. Right. What did, yeah. you, th what did you think of Us? Also, I I, mean, I thought it was okay. It's pretty I think, good, but that's yeah. like not. I feel like it got a little more love than it should have. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the performances were great. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Agree, agree. And I, I think so. I saw some people bring this up, and I sort of share their feeling. Where like, so it was trying to be like um, how can I say like a Twilight Zone parable type thing. Where, like, you can be like, well, the rules don't really matter because it's, like, a fairy tale type thing. Um, but if that was the case, it should have... Um, leaned into it a little bit. Leaned into it more, yes, yes. Make right. it more like that. Because then, cause then what happens if you make it so realistic like it is now and you try to explain the rules and stuff, then right. you just kind of go down this rabbit hole of, like, well, does everybody have a clone? What happens if the people go overseas? What, you know, like, that kind of stuff, right? You just right. go down this... Yeah, well, you can't really explain it, but the way you avoid that is you make it more um, storytelling, you know, more fably. Right. Also, I feel like it's been, I've only watched it once, um, but I feel like I remember it being, like, wildly, like, like way too easy to find the, like, network of where all the clones were at. And I was like, you told me nobody's just been down here. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, in that case, like, what they should have done is not even made it, like, a government thing or, like, some sort of fucking realistic thing. Make it just, like, a portal to a dimension thing, right? Make it, like, hell, right? right? Like, I know it's trying to make a, a statement on certain things, but make maybe make the... I don't know. You can still have the allegory about the haves and haves-nots type thing. Right. Um, but just... If you just literally say there's a portal to hell or like a portal to a dimension where everybody is shitty, then you go, oh, and it's connected. Then you go like, oh, okay. That way when everybody asks, well, what happens when this happens? Oh, magic. Okay. Right. No one knows. It's, it's Yeah. It's, it's just like, it's, it's just magic, magic that's only happened once and like will only happen once. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, and then you set the rules and you keep them, you know, nobody breaks the, the world. That's, I mean, that's how Harry Potter works. Like, you know. You have right. magic, so you can fix any problem, but there's still tension because you go, well, you know, there's this magic, but, you know, if you use it, you get sent to the prison. Or, like, if you undo this, then that rips the world, right? Like, right. And yeah, I feel just, like, that's like give, give darker consequences to stuff that's, like, kind of too strong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's all that has to happen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I just, that, I brought that up because it, it rang in my head when we were talking about the two together, and, like, I always think of those two together, and mm -hmm. I think they're flipped, and that get out is more just, like... 
eerie and less traditional, yeah. whereas the other two were traditional first and then kind of wandered into the eerie territory. Right, right. And I th- and, and another thing that us just I feel like is just isn't as tight as Get Out. Like Get Out is like right. fucking like tight as a drum. Like that Everyone thing is just could, fucking. That, uh, that's another slick. one. Where all the performances are. Top notch, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they, like everybody's at their peak. I think like he even like, fucking the, Bradley Whitford, like Bradley Whitford, he knows it. Catherine O'Hara knows it. Not Catherine right. O'Hara, uh, Catherine Keener. Yeah, uh, she knows it. Allison Williams. Um, so every, like that thing, but the, the movie, the pacing, the the fucking scares, just tight as a fucking drum. Um, while us, I feel like you know, sort of isn't as smooth as it could have been. It could have been cut or, or tightened a little bit. And like what's funny is i feel like the i feel like the message is also done better in get out like like the end of get out is such an instant like fuck like like what you thought you know what i mean like the Mm -hmm. police lights show up and your first thought as everybody in the audience is like he's gonna get killed like like, everyone's like he's a black dude that's like killing a white woman it's over for him when these police lights show up and then it's just like a black dude in the car and you're like why did i think that like it didn't matter anything that had happened like you know what i mean like it, it immediately you were like oh okay like like yes. this is a tell on our society that like despite them having fucking brainwashed this dude and tried to kill him like he's defending himself and the moment a cop was gonna show up they were gonna kill him you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's a problem that we think that's what's gonna happen regardless of everything beforehand so like exactly. even the message came across tighter. I feel like than it doesn't us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, does he have anything else like in the works? Really? He he just kind of has like a. I mean, he had, you know he's producing a bunch of shit. Like right. he he produced um, Lovecraft Country, and I think right now he's just doing like a bunch of like and he produced um, the one that was going to come out this year, uh, Candyman. So right now he's kind of got his a finger in a bunch of jars just going all going on at once gotcha um but i don't think he has announced like his next directing one gotcha um so um so yeah uh i knew he'd been producing a lot of stuff yeah i haven't seen lovecraft country either have you no no i've heard, and, uh, good, I've heard like mixed, well mixed things mixed thing mixed positive where like you know it's audacious but some of it it just kind of get lost it gets lost it gets too out there um, I heard the first episode was fucking awesome, like excellent, and then the second yeah. one was fucking terrible. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. So like when I said like I've heard good things, it's because when I I hadn't heard of the show yet, mm-hmm. like and then all of a sudden like the first episode came out, and everyone was like, "This is fucking amazing," and I was like, "Yo," and then now that then you were like, "Eh," and I was like, "Oh yeah, I did remember." I feel like I heard like the second episode was not yes. was not good, not good, but yeah, but I'll I might watch it eventually at some point. Yeah. I mean, I was hoping that when it ended, people would be like, oh my gosh, that finale just fucking landed the, the jet smoothly. It fucking hit the, the tarmac. It was perfect. Like, it, it did it. Um, but I all I heard was just kind of like, yeah, it, I mean, it, it, you know, it finished and it, you know, it, it wasn't too crazy, but. Right. Yeah, I needed a little bit more to be like, wow, I got to start this shit now, even with the hiccups. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, um, that'll wrap up our talk of horror movies. Um, mm-hmm. But will lead us into our next topic, which is that. Why aren't there more Thanksgiving movies? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I, I feel like, I feel like Thanksgiving would be like the perfect fucking just like Hallmark, just like down the pipeline, like just feel good movies. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Like not even having to put any thought into them, just make 
like throw a big name in there, give them a sob story. You know what I mean? Like you're telling me no one thought to make like a Thanksgiving movie with like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like some I mean? sort of something. Cause like, like, so there's Halloween movies, which they're fucking a dime a dozen, right? There's like horror right. movies, which I think, so that's, that's a little tricky because like Halloween, there's, there's some ha- movies that are about Halloween that are scary, like Hocus Pocus, mm-hmm. um, Trick or Treat, even the one that came out this year, Hubie Halloween. Uh, and then there's like ones that are horror movies that just are ones that you watch during that time. So Halloween kind of gets mm-hmm. like an easy, it gets the assist of just being, of, of having right, horror movies pumped like into it. scary and also like children have a good time on Halloween. So you can make yeah. like The Nightmare Before Christmas, you know what I mean? Like yes. like the Halloween movie. And then you can also just make a Halloween movie about demons killing people. About demons killing people. Like, wow, Oof. this one's like, um, like a movie that I try to watch every Halloween is Cabin in the Woods. And that one has nothing to do with Halloween. It just happens to be, you know, about monsters and shit, right? So that one right. gets the assist from that. Um, and then Christmas movies are the same. Where it's, it's like, you know, you have movies about Christmas that are about the fucking holiday itself. But then there's also anything that takes place during winter time. People like watching during that time, like Die um, Hard. Like Die Hard, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, or the holiday, or um, what's another one that I'm thinking about that it's like. Not necessarily about Christmas, but it's just about the winter time. But anyway, it gets the same thing. But Thanksgiving gets nothing. Like, nothing. Like, not even, like... And so, maybe I got to thinking this week. I was like, so what is it? Like, so, I mean, both Halloween and Christmas are sort of pre-American holidays, right? They're both sort of, like, old, pagan, like, from the... like back when people were like not doing shit like right they were like you know like they were worshiping the moon worshiping the sun like that kind of pagan stuff so christmas comes from that halloween comes from that so maybe that's why because it's like much more um they sort of both tap into this sort of like greater like higher power type thing right right where you're like oh it's halloween but there's like something spooky in the air something we can't quite explain or if it's christmas it's like wow there's like this sort of like um, inexplicable spirit. magic, even <laughs> if it's not necessarily about Christmas or Jesus or Santa. There's like this sort of like energy about community and stuff, right? Right. So I thought maybe that—that's why, because Thanksgiving is so, so relatively new compared to those two. But I, I mean, I just maybe. But I feel like the overall message of Thanksgiving is just like be thankful for everything. Like there's a million movies where you could just tie that right. in, like... right? I mean, and and like so, Business I thought this guy is ungrateful. And fucking loses his job, becomes thankful, everything turns out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's Right, just like... exactly. And so maybe I thought, so I was like, okay, so maybe not everybody has the same Christmas, like Thanksgiving. Like, some people's Thanksgivings are much more low-key. They're just kind of like, you know, family meals. Some people's are very, like, fucking massive where they have, like, 20,000 family members over and they have three giant-ass turkeys. But then I thought, right. well, no, because people's Halloween or Christmases are like that, too. Or some people right. have fucking massive family Christmases where each everybody gives each other fucking 20 presents. And some people have smaller ones where, you know, everybody gets, like, a present maybe right right so like i was like well that's not it either but you're exactly <laughs> right it's like you know i i literally googled right now thanksgiving movies okay and it's like there's like an animated movie called free birds about like animated turkeys <laughs> planes trains and automobiles which i think is probably the the closest one we have and then there's like something called a family thanksgiving that looks like there's like a lady on the cover that looks like willy wonka from the 2005 movie with a hat <laughs> Um, so, like, they're just not there. Yeah. What the fuck? How is this not... Yeah, hold on. I looked up Thanksgiving movies, bro. It's like the blind side. I'm like, we're reaching. Um... I mean, I guess? 
Like, what? Like, I guess. I mean, because they have Thanksgiving. Like, <laughs> there is a but, Thanksgiving I mean, meal in the movie. Like, here's a Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> you know, and there are like there are movies with scenes that have Thanksgiving in there. Like, oh, he's coming over for Thanksgiving. Oh, you know, they get home, they get there, and they like fucking take off like their their scarf and they hang it up and shit. You know what I mean? Right. Um. But it's never like even remotely the point. Like, right? There's a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. That's oh, it. Yeah. There's uh, a, well, there's a Charlie yeah. Brown for every holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Sent of a woman, I guess. <laughs> this whole trial's out of order. <laughs> but, but your point, one of your points was that, like, even Groundhog's Day has a movie. Right, and that's what and I was going to say. it's an A-plus movie. <laughs> exactly. Every single holiday has, like, some sort of movie. Uh, I think New Year's Day doesn't have one, but I think it has that weird romantic comedy one where like there's like twenty different stories yeah, or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. Fourth uh, of July has Jaws. Born on the Fourth of July. What's another holiday? Uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day. There's like the Leprechaun movie, and then there's also what else is the St. Patrick's Day movie? The Departed. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Easter. I think there's the I mean, there's like religious stuff with Easter. Yeah, Passion of the Christ. Passion of the um, Christ. <laughs> hop? Oh, you know, yeah, there is. There's like a hop movie where like James Marsden is like with the bunny rabbit or something. Right. Yeah, so every holiday has one except for like Thanksgiving. I can't really come up with like the Thanksgiving movie. Right. And if you were like, you know, what's your Mount Rushmore or, you know, Marvel's Avengers of holidays, I'd probably be like July 4th, October, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, right? Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So wildly underrepresented. But you, mm-hmm. like, I know of, of a Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I, I posted in our, our doc that helps us plan for the for the uh, event uh, that Eli Roth, the horror director, made a trailer for a fake one years ago. It was part of the, um, the Grindhouse movie that Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino made back in 2007. Right. So it was like two movies um, that were put into one, and in, and then in the middle they got like their director buddies to make a bunch of little fake trailers. And I think Edgar Wright did one. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, Robert Rodriguez himself did one called Machete, which eventually did come the movie Machete. Um, I didn't know that's how that originated. Machete, <laughs> yeah, Machete was one of them. Yeah, he's like, yeah, because he puts that machine, a uh, mini gun in front of the motorcycle, and I remember that was like a shot in the movie. Um. And so then Eli Roth came one came up with one called Thanksgiving, and the trailer is on YouTube. And I try to watch it like every other Thanksgiving, or like every Thanksgiving, just because I think it's so ridiculous. So it's like it's it's so for those of you who haven't seen it, it's sort of uh, framed as those like old timey horror movies where there's like dun 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 this holiday you're gonna come home stuffed in a body bag, and they show like <laughs> the different deaths in the movie, and each death is I think pretty funny. So there's and like they're all like super stereotypical while also being over the top. Over the top. Yeah, there's every stuff, single and, one of them is like a girl about to have sex with a guy. Like every single one. Of them. Yes, yes. And she like kisses the guy, and then she stops kissing him, and then it's just his head. And then like one. There's one is, where she goes down on the dude, and she looks up, and his head's gone. His head's and it's gone. Like and blood she's, just ah! And the best part is just like the voice, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Um, and so they never. And so the guy is dressed up like a pilgrim. It looks like, and he's like chopping people's heads off and stuff in the trailer. Um, and then, uh, and then it like, but then they never made it into a movie. 
And I'm like, why not? It's so simple. Like, literally, the trailer is what you make it as. Even if it's not a great one, you just make it as a guy, like, who's just going around killing people. Can't be, can't be that high. Like, there's no way the budget has to be that high for that one. You know right. I mean? <laughs> I mean, maybe, like, the cool deaths, but all you gotta do is just, like, you literally, they literally have this in the trailer. They fucking stuff somebody, like, up during Thanksgiving turkey thing. <laughs> and just, like, that's it. Like, that's, like, the, your budget right there. And then you, right. maybe you just have, like, a guy, like, okay, here it is. Boom. You have a family that is having a hard time because they don't want to get together because they all hate each other for some reasons, and then they get stuck in a house, and then they're being fucking chased around the house by a pilgrim who hates them for blah, 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 right? right. And then boom, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then they can tie it all up with some, like, how the family came together to stop this pilgrim guy. Exactly. And exactly. And they're all or maybe, for having each other. <laughs> yes. They stole the land that the house is on. And they're, they're bitching about the land because the patriarch died. And uh, it's like a lesson about how the pilgrims stole the land. And they came up with a fake shitty holiday. Right. Boom. There you go. Yeah. Give me $20 million Netflix. I'll make the movie. <laughs> Give me $20 million Netflix. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna tell him, give me twenty million, or I'm gonna quit. <laughs> Fuck Yo, it. You're gonna ask for twenty million. They're gonna give it to you. You're gonna spend like five bucks on a used like tape recorder. I mean, that's like a fucking everybody recorder. does it on Netflix. <laughs> everybody, everybody gets a hundred million dollars from Netflix, footage. and they pocket ah. most of it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's gonna be like just me, you, like all of our friends from high school, just like. Super awful looking, and just be like pocket the other fucking nineteen mil. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we just you know we had to give ourselves a little bit extra. Like literally, dude. Anytime I see a Netflix trailer for a movie that they're gonna come out or some shitty series that they're gonna come out that everybody's gonna forget about in like a week and a half, Mm -hmm. I literally see a big time actor and I'm like, fuck, that sucks for them. But you know, good on you getting that Netflix money, man. That's awesome. Exactly. Get you that house on the beach, man. It's gonna be looking like our fucking uh, AP English. Fucking video we had to do. Yes. I don't know if you remember that, bro. It was fucking terrible. Yes, it's gonna be looking like that, yeah. But Netflix is gonna pay for it, and we're gonna be number one on the trending, and it's gonna be all over Twitter for like a week, and then everybody's gonna forget about it because Netflix is gonna come out with something else a week later. Right, and our Rotten Tomatoes score for like all of our efforts is going to be like a fucking three percent, and it won't matter because <laughs> we secured the bag. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of uh, fake Thanksgiving movies, though, yes. I showed you a link of. An old, an old like horror Thanksgiving movie mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm pretty sure is like an actual YouTube movie. But I only ever watched this one video that's just like a minute and a half of like the worst one-liners, um, mm-hmm. and it kills me. And it's a turkey. It, it's called Thanks Killing, and mm-hmm. it's like the fakest looking turkey that's like a demon turkey. Like it's clearly like dead and decomposing. And like, yes. Just running around murdering people like murdering doing people. like it looks, snarky one-liners. It looks like fucking um, Triumph the Courage Dog or whatever the Triumph the Insert Comic Dog. Like it's like, oh, so yeah, clearly exactly. somebody's hand <laughs> puppeting <laughs> the turkey, being like gobble gobble, motherfucker. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite, and the most ridiculous is like he's be, like the turkey's having sex with this girl and she doesn't realize it's the turkey <laughs> and then she turns around and he's like get stuffed bitch and then just like kills her it's, uh, it's the most ridiculous the, I remember I was telling you before we recorded I was like yeah my, my buddy um, I think at the end of my last year of college or like a year after we got out of college we would get together um, right before Christmases both of those Christmases and we or not Christmases Jesus Halloweens and we would watch like shitty movies he loved those so we would watch like Sleepaway Camp which is actually pretty good um there was like a mermaid one and then we watched um 
this one, the Thanksgiving. Um, and it was right. ridiculous. I mean, I think it's like some turkeys fall into like radioactive goo or something. That's amazing. I think I think that's what it is. And then one of them just goes crazy and starts killing people. But you never see his body because it's always clearly somebody's hand. Yeah, and it's like always a, like a the shitty, neck up. <laughs> it's like a super close up. He's like, oh, who's getting stuffed out, bitch? And like something like, like, okay. <laughs> Gobble gobble! I'm gonna kill those yams. <laughs> and he's got like the. And it's got the worst voice, also. <laughs> yeah, it's not even good. It's not even creepy. It's not even get Mark Hamill to that. do the voice. <laughs> Bro, I have Mark Hamill do the Joker laugh, but instead of laughing, gobbling. <laughs> I mean, dude, that would be pretty good. I mean, I think that might be good. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Netflix give me twenty five mil. <laughs> that's what i'm saying like that the niche is there for them to do like they like people so like some people love thanksgiving i'm i'm of the mind that like thanksgiving for me is like it's just a good chance just to go home and hang out with my family and the cowboys i'm you know i'm we're both cowboys fans so i get a chance to either watch them make my day better or shittier (laughs) but i will definitely be worse worse. oh yeah but for the most part they i feel like they win probably two out of three times i think i can only think of like three or four day times when it was like shitty i like probably rg3 in 2012 mm-hmm. um the panthers in 2015 and i think that's it other than that they either win close or they lose close but it's never horrific which i'm okay with but anyway i don't mind it some people hate it they hate like having to go home and see the like the relatives they don't get along with or whatever some people right. love it um but for the most part i think most people are just kind of like meh about it right, right? So the space is there. Make a horror movie about how fucking boring it is. Or make a drama. I mean, well, no, nobody wants to watch that because they're already living that. So yeah, so the horror movie element of it is there. Just make it into some sort of slasher movie and have some fun with it. Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, uh, Thanksgiving movies need to be made. Um, yes. I, I can't believe Netflix, as much random shit as they greenlight, doesn't just have... Thanksgiving movies, like Netflix original Thanksgiving movies on deck. Oh, yeah, I mean, well, you say that, but then, you know, we, you know, by the time that people hear this, they'll probably get inundated with, like, five or six That's different true. series on November 1st. Being <laughs> right. like, you know. Yeah. Forget, forget Halloween. We're here Thanksgiving now. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, but speaking of Netflix greenlighting everything, I mm-hmm. want to talk about one thing that got greenlit that... I never, like, the moment I heard about it, I was like, this is a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no way this is going to come off the ground, which is Quippy, which has subsequently died. <laughs> yes. <laughs> R.I.P. Quippy. Good night, sweet prince. <laughs> so, Quibi, um when did Quibi start? Let's see. Quibi so, started April, it launched on April 6th, yes. 2020. Yes, and so they, I, the first time I ever heard about Quibi was during Super Bowl Sunday. Because they actually had, I think, two maybe commercials. So fucking, you know, right at the right at the gate, you got like right. five million dollar commercials twice. And I feel like um, that was before like any word had gotten around. Yes, like and I that's saw this it, like the fuck. Is I was this? like, what the fuck is a Quibi? Like, you'll be hearing a Quibi. I'm like, what? What is this? And so I googled <laughs> it, and then I, you know, they explained what it was and that it was coming out in two months. Um, so what it was is just like it was like this sort of new streaming service that was created by Jeffrey Katzenberg and he used to work at Disney back in the 80s and then he eventually left and started to head up the DreamWorks animation studio of it so he's responsible for like the early really really good shit so like The Prince of Egypt uh, Chicken Run Shrek Shrek 2 and so he did all of those and then he did he was 
I think he was definitely there. He was definitely responsible for the start of the Disney Renaissance when he was there. So like Little Mermaid, the Beauty and the Beast. I don't know if he was there for all of them, but I know he definitely started them or right. he helped start them. Um, so he he's got his well, you know he's got like some a good rep in um, in the business, and so he raised two two billion dollars billion Jesus. to start a new app <clears throat> called Quibi which would which be which it says was founded in August 2018 so that means it started April 2020 mm-hmm. but it was being created from August 2018 to April 2020 so that's a year and a half yes of all this legwork being done mm-hmm. and he pulled you said two billion I think almost two billion or more than definitely two billion, like close to two billion dollars from from uh, venture capitalists or whatever the fuck they raised their money from. Right. Um, and so what it was is just you know it's a streaming service that had a series of shows where the shows would be ten minutes long. So that way you know if you were in a hurry you could just watch like a quick episode, be like oh I gotta watch the new Chance the Rapper show. Let me watch Punked. Oh oh ten minutes. Okay it's up. And but the the their gimmick was that what you would do is that it was filmed in such a way where. If you wanted to watch it vertically, you could just watch it, um, and it would fill up the whole screen, or you could turn it horizontally, and it would become horizontal. So, you know, unlike when you watch Netflix, or not Netflix, yeah, YouTube movies uh, widescreen, or or YouTube videos widescreen, or um, horizontally, you can watch them full screen, or if you watch them vertically, you know, there's like that black bars, but this is different. This is like full, and it was formatted so that you could watch it either way, Um, which automatically... You're basically streaming two videos at the same time, which fucks your data if you are using data. Um, but that that's a, that was a gimmick, is that that's what it is. You can watch 10-minute videos vertically or horizontally. That was it. And also, they, their other the other thing about it was they were like, these are still, like, high-quality videos. Like, it, even though they were only 10 minutes, they weren't, like... Like, it seemed like all the equipment used, all like, it was, like, only 10 minutes worth of a movie or a show, but, mm-hmm. like, it was still, like, big budget looking. Like, if there was an oh, explosion, yeah. it was, like, a real explosion. It wasn't, like, a, you know what I mean? It looked more like a movie than fucking Supergirl. You know what I mean? Oh, Whenever yeah. action scenes came on. I mean, they fucking spent that money because yes, Keegan had a show. Too, Chance yeah. the Rapper had, like, a punk show. There was a show with, um... Christoph Waltz and Liam Hemsworth, where it was based on the most dangerous game, you know, where the guy chases the other guy, whatever, yeah. and that was on Quibi. I feel and like that Kevin was like, Hart had something. I feel like. Oh uh, yeah. What's uh, uh, wasn't it? So Die Hard. Die yeah, Hard. Die Hard. Right did. with yeah. Bruce Willis. Right. Yeah. Um, I think Sophie the, Turner had one. Right. Isn't that? Yes. The, yes. Yeah, she had something on there. The lady from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. This was the fucking weirdest one. It was the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She played a lady who had a gold arm, and I think the la- the show was called like the Lady with the Gold Arm. Okay. And that was it. Just that she had a gold arm. That's cool, I guess. My, my, <laughs> this so- is what two billion dollars gets you. <laughs> two billion dollars in a year and a half of planning, mm-hmm. and and for me, like the moment I learned what it was, I was like, "There's no way this is gonna do well," because like, what is? All right. So, here's the deal. Like, if I only have 10 minutes, what am I, what, where is this 10 minute span occurring? Right? Like, if, if it's just like in between doing things and I'm like at my house, 
I don't think I'm gonna sit and watch this on my phone. You know what I mean? Like, I, I have other things to do at my house for 10 minutes that aren't just, like, watching a movie on my phone. Right. And then just, like, on top of that, it's like, what are you going to do in 10 minutes? Right. You know what I mean? Like, like how are we going to hit? All, like, none of this is going to be good. I don't know what you create in 10 minutes that is worth watching. I don't know. Like, the whole time, I was just like, so, like, I just couldn't think of what it would take the place of. You know what I mean? Right, Like, if yes. I'm sitting on, in 10 minutes, I feel like I'd rather just listen to two songs. Like, right. <laughs> than watch, like, a short 10-minute movie. And the other thing was that because they went, like, like I said, with, like, big budget stuff, you know what I mean? Like, big names, none of it looked cheap. I was like, what the fuck? Like, you just blew so much money, and, like, this is already an iffy idea. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if your idea is that iffy, or um, maybe not iffy, but uh, not mainstream, you know what I mean? Like, if it's, like, a brand new idea that... I, if you told me, like, we're going to make 10-minute movies, I'd be like, All right, maybe. Let's see. Like, I'm willing to give it a shot. And you're like, but I need $2 billion and we get the biggest names and, like, blow all that money. I'm going to be like, this seems like a mistake. <laughs> like, exactly. Maybe we want to, like, put our, like, toes in the water before we just dive straight in. Dive straight in with, like, I mean, so. And also, again, we saw the Super Bowl ad and we're like, what is this? Bro, how did you, how did you go with the two Super Bowl ads? And then, first of all, we hadn't heard of it before these Super Bowl ads. That seems like a bad idea. Right, because you right. just you just spend a lot of fucking money on those Super Bowl ads, and right. then secondly, after we saw the ads, we still didn't know what it was. So exactly, why? like if if, you, if everybody has to Google it, then what they should have done was just instead of making an actual commercial, just put out like Sophie Turner to read out what a Quibi is for thirty seconds. Like that's right. all you need to do, right? Um, but no, I totally agree with you with the ten minute thing. Like when I need to do something quickly, like if I'm cooking or if I got to do something quick that I just need something to be playing, I'll play like one of those like the uh, the collapse videos that we talked about a couple weeks ago, or I'll play right. a kill count, or I'll play like some sort of video game let's play thing. But then if I have more time, then I'll just settle down for a show that's long. Like I'll settle down for a half hour show, right? You know what so, I think it is? Is I think in ten minutes, generally, if I only have a ten minute span, it's probably because I've got some other stuff going on, right? Right. Which means I can't fully commit to, like, just watching for 10 minutes this, like, film. You know, like, I know it's only 10 minutes, so film is a strong word to use. But, like, if it's a YouTube video, that shit can just kind of play in the background and I'll hear interesting tidbits and be like, well, that was cool. Like, like yeah. But, like, if I, I'm in 10 minutes, like you said, in between cooking, I'm not going to, like settle down to watch this 10-minute video on my phone and then be back up because I only had 10 minutes. Like, like Right. It's like the opposite of what uh, anything on a phone is. Like uh, all media on a phone is just kind of meant for you to go from one thing to the next quickly. You know what I mean? Like kind of frivolously almost. Right, but right. But it's like, no, nah. <laughs> we're giving you 10 minutes of this fucking show, like this actual show you, you're probably going to need to like actually pay attention to. And like, or I could just watch like this short YouTube video and then just kind of like meander around and hear something or see something interesting. <laughs> Like, like, if I watch a 10-minute YouTube video, like one of those collabs videos, it's because mm -hmm. I already have enough of a basic understanding of everything else around it. You know what right. I mean? Like, the collabs video about Kevin Durant and, and the Thunder, it's like I understand who was on the Thunder, who, you know what I mean? Like, we can, we can trim up a lot of this because generally people are going to know, 
Like, the Thunder had three MVPs. You know what I mean? Like, this is crazy. How did this happen? But, like, you're going to have me start something completely new and finish it in ten minutes? I, I clearly need to be focused. <laughs> and that's right, exactly. not what this should be. Exactly. And, and you know, it just goes to show you how saturated the the, the space is right now. You know, everybody's got a streaming service. Um, and I think even the successful ones, which would be the successful new ones, I should say, like Disney+. Plus. It's very hard to get in there and, and sort of keep themselves relevant. Like, literally, so, you know, it came out, and they have all Disney shit, all of the Marvel shit, right? Mm-hmm. But they're only original one that has made a splash that has, I think, I, I would say, has been a part of the zeitgeist or approaching close to it is The, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah, right. And, and they have a bunch of other shows. They have, like, shows about Pixar and about uh, animated shows and about the Imagineers and a bunch of other Disney-related shit. But none of it, I mean, and I've heard it's good, but none of it sort of reaches that sort of um, um, proliferation into the general conversation quite like that. While I feel like Netflix, of course, has the stranglehold because everybody always talks about the newest Netflix shit, even if it's not good. And I think Hulu is approaching that. But I think, you know, nobody has talk about you see that new Quibi show or even that, that new HBO Max show. And that's I think what I that's gonna, what they need. That's what I was going to bring up. So we're talking about – this is so insane. We're talking about a market that has Netflix, right, mm-hmm. which is blowing it out of the water. Like regardless if we're talking about like the business model or anything, like in terms of, uh, like you said, proliferation, like it's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have Hulu, which has been around forever. And it's mm-hmm. like it's, – it's solid. It's, it's not really – going for the same thing Netflix is, or at least it wasn't at first. You know what I mean? I feel like it mm-hmm. was like, you don't want to pay for cable, but you still want to watch like some TV shows. Here you go. Um, then you, what's nuts to me is that you had Disney plus and HBO max, which we both think were like not strong off the start. Right? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They both struggle. Also Amazon prime video. I feel like is, I feel like Amazon prime video would be a lot worse if it wasn't also just Amazon prime. Does that make sense? Right. Like, like if it wasn't like, oh, Amazon Prime's great, I get free shipping. Like, then Am- the Amazon Prime video would be a shit show. <laughs> like, there's no <laughs> way that would do well if it wasn't just already packaged with that. Right. Um, but you have those three, and then like HBO Max and Disney Plus like didn't have strong rollouts. HBO Max had a <laughs> awful rollout. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about two streaming services that have an extremely large backbone behind them, which is fucking Disney. And HBO, you know what I mean? Like, we're talking about mm-hmm. HBO, home of fucking Game of Thrones, like, the biggest show. You know what I mean? Like, like, like right. the biggest shows. And you have Disney, like, home of everything Marvel, everything animated, everything. You know what I mean? Like, Disney yeah. just owns a shit ton of everything. And they, like, struggled to come out and, like, and get a foothold in the market. And then some asshole was like, hey, uh, I need $2 billion for 10-minute big-budget movies. And they were like... Yeah, fuck it. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, and somebody gave it to them. That's what's crazy. It's like it's not, and it didn't like you know. So those have the giant corporations behind them. And usually, if you have like another app like Snapchat or Instagram, it starts small. It gets you know, it sort of proves itself, and then it gets the big bucks, and then eventually it's bought out. Right. I think what people resent is being like, "This is what gets two billion dollars." Do you have any idea what we could buy with two billion dollars? And I think it, the fact that it comes from not an established entity is what sort of rubs people the wrong way, right? Because right. if you go, we spent two billion dollars on HBO Max, we go, "Well, yeah, we, you know, you have all of the HBO shit, all of the Time Warner shit, all of you know, uh, Rick and Morty and South Park and all that shit, right?" Mm-hmm. Same thing with Disney, but I think because it's like a new company, you go, "What have you? Could you have ever given me that?" Required that much money right off the bat, right? 
Right. It's just like, it doesn't, none of it makes any sense to me. Like, I'm looking at this list of content, and it's like, had, here's the deal. If you're going to start something that new, that big of a budget, you need some flagpole, you know what I mean? Like, like this is this is the show you need to come for. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And this girl on Twitter, or this writer on Twitter, um, she said, um, jokingly, but it actually makes sense a little bit. She said they should have come out with a new, uh, some sort of uh, Shrek content. Like, yeah, literally. Absolutely. Been- and people were like, that's very funny. But if you think about it, you're like, yeah. Like, literally, like, some sort of hook of, I don't know, the fucking one animated movie that I think literally every single human has seen. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Like, even if it's not good, you hook people with that. You're not right. hooking you me with something to point the at game. And be like, right. this. You know what I mean? Like, like, like the Mandalorian, yeah. And also, the thing about, the thing about like, the Mandalorian, right? Is it still fucking Star Wars? Like, like if you're interested in Star Wars, you're gonna be like, oh, that. I'm interested in that. You know what I mean? Like, like exactly. Like, even if I don't know anything about it, I don't. I'm, it doesn't even tie in. It's just like, oh, that's cool. It's Star Wars. Like, Quibi didn't have anything like that. It was just like, nah. Here's your Kevin Hart thing. Here's your Sophie Turner thing. Here's your fucking. <laughs> right. It's, it's like, like, uh, uh, get it, Die Hard. All right, give me money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like. Yo, what do you think the pitch for that show was? They're like, all right, so Bruce Willis and Kevin Hart, and you know, because Kevin Hart's last name is Hart, and Bruce Willis was in Die Hard, it's called Die Hart, and someone was like, 300,000, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, absolutely, yes, that sounds amazing. Someone was like, fund it. <laughs> fund it. Or more like, yeah, that sounds amazing, man, yeah, go ahead, green light it. They're like, Sophie Turner has a golden arm, fund it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but then, like I said, with about um, what's it called about Chance the, the Netflix about about get your wife, money, fund it. He loves it. <laughs> like when I see them do get these Quibi commercials or Quibi shows, like Chrissy Teigen, I'm like, damn, they got you too. Well, I hope you appreciate that new Maserati. That sounds awesome. Right? <laughs> you got this money. You got the fucking Quibi money. Right. Do you think anybody that got involved with that thought it was gonna do well? Or do you think every single person that was like, I'll take that money? <laughs> like, do you think, I, do you think I literally Kevin Hart do think, was like, this could be great? Or do you think Kevin think, Hart was like, uh, what what amount of money? How many mil? I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's only 10 minutes long, so I only got to film this shit for like half like a, day, a day and I'm a in, bro. <laughs> exactly. I do. I, I think it, I, if I, I would assume that the higher-ups probably thought that it was going to do well. But if I was just a guy working in, I'm thinking this is like the people who worked for the Michael Bloomberg campaign – who literally right. expensed everything because yes. there was just this unlimited coffer <laughs> of money. And so they were like, yeah, I'll take $200,000. Let me give half of that to the Bernie Sanders campaign. Like, yeah, Michael Bloomberg right? got took, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and good. Good. I, I'm right. glad. I wish they would have taken him for more, you know? <laughs> you remember when he was like, I'm going to go all in. I'm making sure Donald Trump doesn't get elected. And then my man just disappeared off the face. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Elizabeth Warren was like, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> goofy piece of shit. And she was like, you goofy what? little man. And then she he just disappeared. He wasn't like, all right, well, that sucks. But, you know, here's a, here's a million dollars, Elizabeth. Or here's a million dollars, even Biden. After, even after that, I feel like I remember hearing that he was going to, like, like, after he dropped out, I feel like I heard that he was like, oh, I'm still going to, you know, put forth my resources so that we can make sure Donald Trump doesn't get elected. But then my man was just like, ghost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless he's doing this sneakily like the Russians, nah, dude. Not, like, bro. what the fuck? <laughs> oh, Jesus 
Christ, yeah. No, there's no way. Um, but yeah, $2 billion. Fucking Michael Bloomberg was probably a mill to one bill of it, bro. Oh. <laughs> Could it be fucking He's like, God, take it again. <laughs> and the thing is. Um, Yo, that's why he tried to run for president. He was like, fucking Quibi got me. I got I I to recoup some of this. <laughs> the Michael Bloomberg campaign sponsored by Quibi. <laughs> I would but if he's like he's like for my my for my inauguration campaign, you cannot watch it on your regular TVs. You have to watch it on Quibi. <laughs> Yo, I would watch ten minute glimpses into his fucking campaign, like the people like at at the actual level doing the shit. <laughs> yes, only only if they like fucking do like Jim from the office looks yes, into bro, the camera. Exactly. Like uh, Michael Bloomer walks by, they're like doing great, and they turn and look at the camera. <laughs> they like look at the camera like. Three thirty dollars for a sandwich? Don't mind if I do. <laughs> Expense it. <laughs> uh, fucking Michael Bloomberg, bro. He's a clown. Uh, oh man, bro. Whew. Oh, God, Michael Bloomberg. Man, that was well, R.I.P. Quibby. Yeah, You're rip Quibby. Twenty twenty to twenty twenty. <laughs> I will remember. Oh God! You know who else is gonna remember? Every motherfucker that got a paycheck off of that. Holy you know who? Shit. Oh, absolutely! And you know who's fucking feeling dumb? The people who bought the app because that shit was like four dollars. What? <laughs> it wasn't like a free app. For it? Yeah, you had to buy to. You had to subscribe to Quibi. Yo, who's? Dude, there's no way. There's no way somebody was like ten minute shows. Yeah, I'll pay five dollars for. It. I would love. Like, to, I would love to meet whoever a person who bought for bought like a subscription or the app and just talk to them. Just be like, like, what? Do, what were you thinking, getting this? Like, what? If you subscribe to Quibi, you can reach us directly at Different Animals Podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Did you know that you could buy coffee with the money that you used to this? Like, you know, coffee's good, right? Like, it tastes good. And you could have bought one gallon of gas. Oh my. And then poured it on yourself and set yourself on fire because you spent another four dollars on Quibi, bro. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. my god. Whew. Oh boy. Subscription analytics firm Antenna reported that twenty seven percent of Quibi day one trial users renewed their trials. Whew, that's higher than I thought, if I'm being honest. That like one Who fourth are the 27%? of the twenty seven percent. Yeah, one fourth of the people that downloaded the fucking trial. I, I need the number of that. Um, in July 2020, Sensor Tower reported that 8% of their early wave users had converted into paying subscribers. That seems more reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God. Uh, and he told them to listen. I read that he told everyone there to listen to a song from Trolls to try and stay upbeat about the company closing. Yikes. That's so terrible, bro. Oh, God. The app had fallen yes. out of the top 1,000 apps on their rankings Dude, in like a month. 1, <laughs> it wasn't even in the top 1,000. What is the 1,000th app? Right? <laughs> oh my god. So, yeah, I, what is the 1,000 app? It's probably like the, the sign in for like people <laughs> who make pens or something. <laughs> what is it? The ball, ball, ball peen? Ball teen? Yeah. B- a bick? Bick? It's probably the Bic. It's probably like the big app. Get your lighters and your pens here. <laughs> Directly order them off mm-hmm. your phone. That's the 1,000th app. And $2 billion is below that. 
Oh, that's two billion dollars is below. Do you know how many big pens I could have bought with that money? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Do you have anything else you want to touch on before Uh, we roll out? uh, No, no. That was just that. Just good night, sweet prince. Ah, boy, Quibby. That, God. I'm so happy I was right on that one. Like, the moment I read what it was, I was like, there's no way. There's no way this is going to work. And to think there was two fucking billion dollars behind it, bro. What? You know, somebody put fucking two billion down on this podcast. We'll this, we'll, hey, we might not crack the top 1,000, but neither did Quibi, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, that's the episode, guys. Um, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at T Moneybags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. And if you subscribe to Quibi or just want to talk to us, you can email us directly at differentanimalspodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, any feedback is appreciated. Word, spread it, word of mouth. Um, all, all would be appreciated. Mm-hmm. So stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys next week. See you guys. Peace. Oh. Oh, yeah. In honor of Thanksgiving mm-hmm. being underrepresented in movies. I'm going to bring up the time it was represented in music, which is that Kanye West said. And hey, maybe we made it to Thanksgiving. So hey, maybe we can make it to Christmas. She asked me what I wish for on my wish list. Have you ever asked your bitch for other bitches?